This is Relic Radio Thrillers. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me once again. We'll hear from Theater 5 this week, an ABC series that debuted in August of 1964. Aired for 260 episodes until July of 1965. It was heard Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Our story this week is from May 7th, 1965. It's titled, The Ten-Year-Old Car. shot. Double cross. Oh, don't try to talk. In the car. Diamonds. Diamonds? Don't let him get away with it. Promise me. Promise me. Yes, yes. Double cross. Laird! Laird! Theater 5 presents The Ten-Year-Old Car. Water will be boiling in a few minutes. Instant okay? Oh, sure. Sweet of you to come over on your day off like this. You're the only one who does, you know. Well, they want to, Lucy. It's, it's just that, well, they're scared in a way. Scared? We act so suspicious of everyone and, and vindictive-like. Like you'd kill Laird's murderer yourself if you could. I would. But you can't take the law into your own hands. I will if I get the chance. And I might get it. My plan works. Lucy... It's been six months. Listen, Laird wouldn't have wanted you to act like this. Suspicious of everyone, keeping yourself locked up in the house. I'm not locked up. May as well be. You never leave the yard. I have my reasons. Well, Laird wouldn't have wanted you to. I know. Laird, the life of the party. Always ready to have a round with the boys. And as for the girl... Now, Lucy... I know how people gossiped. His being a salesman out on the road. And with his looks. But he always came home to me, and He loved me. Of course he loved you. But you can't make a shrine out of this house and the car. I'm putting the car up for sale. You what? In fact, when you rang the bell, I thought it was Tony DeLuca. He's coming over to look at it. Well, I'm glad. I was afraid you were going to start lighting candles around it or something. I guess you don't understand any more than anyone else. How could you? You're so pretty and, I mean, the kind men like. Well, I had friends too, but Laird was the first. The only one for me. Oh, there's Tony. Tony, come through here. If you got the key to the garage, Mrs. Pauling, I... No, could... this way. Okay, I just thought, you know... I've I'd kept get... the garage door locked ever since it happened. Oh. The only way we can get in is through this door here in the kitchen. I'll get the key. Wow. Hello, Em. Hi, yourself, Tony. Hey, you know, you look great in that dress. I like yellow. Thanks. Here we are. There. 
Man, it's pitch dark in here. I boarded up the window. In just a sec, I'll get the lights. There. I hope you weren't afraid of somebody stealing something, Miss Pulling. Stealing something? Like what, Tony? Oh, you know, hubcaps, kid stuff. No. Huh? Hey, when was the last time you drove this thing? I haven't. You mean it's been sitting here ever since... That's right. I'm sure Lucy had her reasons. How much do you think I could get for it? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, ten years old, right? Uh-huh. Well, once this dust gets off it, uh, well, paint's in good condition. Laird took pride in this car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> old, but it still looked mighty sharp. You know, you got to run a car once in a while. Oh, Em, will you get the stove? The water's boiling for the coffee. Sure. Hey, you want a cup, Tony? I don't have time. Thanks, Em. I didn't know uh, you and she were such good friends. We weren't until the last few months. She's been awfully kind and helpful to me, too. Yeah, yeah, she's got a good heart. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, you don't expect a dish like that to... The car, Tony. Hmm? What do you think I can get for it? Oh, well, uh, well, I can tell better after I get it to the shop. It's not going to the shop. I'm huh? selling it here, right from this garage. But Mrs. Pauling... I have a very good reason. Oh. Well, let's see. Um, well, I guess right off, if you got 80 bucks, it'd be pretty good. 80? What about, say, a hundred and a quarter? Oh, gee, not a chance. Is there anything about this car that might make somebody want to pay more than 80? Well, like what? Well, anything a collector might want, for instance. If you mean because of what happened no, here... No, 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 I... I mean just anything at all. Well, it ain't old enough to be an antique. For a kid, it'd be a rod, you know, to a junk man, radio, heater, tires. No, Mrs. Pauling, nobody's going to pay you any more than 80. Well, a hundred, maybe, if, if he didn't know better, you know. I see. All right. If you get anyone asking for this kind of car, send him over. I'll sell it for five hundred dollars. Five hundred? I just told you. Look, this isn't a limousine, you know. Everything all settled? Yes, it's just fine. I told her it's worth eighty. You know, well, a hundred tops. Hey, I'll pay a hundred dollars for it. My kid brother's been begging me well, for. She wants he... five hundred. Oh, Lucy, you can't get that much. That's the price. What do I owe you, Tony, for your time? Oh, listen, if I can't do that much for you. Well, thanks, loads. I'll get the light. Good to see you again, Mrs. Pauling. I'll see you around, Em. Uh, soon, I hope. Yeah, I'll uh, drop by the shop one of these days. Yeah, you do that. Thanks again, Tony. Bye. So long. You'll get in trouble teasing like that. Laird said he was a real hothead. Don't worry about me. Here's your coffee. Now, tell me what this is all about. $500. Nobody's going to pay you that. Somebody will. Hope you're right. I uh, guess you could use it. Laird didn't leave much. And the typing I do here for Mr. Billings pays the rent. Well, that's not important. Em, you say people are interested in me. In what way? Oh, well, you know, a man being killed in his own garage and... Everyone's bound to be curious. Uh, is anyone especially interested? <laughs> well, if they would be, do you suppose they'd act like it? Why, you'd be on them in a minute, and so would the police. The police? They haven't come up with anything. Well, there wasn't much to go on. You said he didn't say anything before he died. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Why? Uh, well, you see, no wonder. Even the police are afraid to tell you anything. Do you know something? Well, forget it. No, I won't. You tell me, Em, right now. Well, it's nothing. Yes, it is. Tell me, all right. All right, all right. It's just that some waitress says she saw Laird the night he was killed and in this tavern just outside of Grosset. 
there was this guy sitting with him, and they were arguing. Who was the guy? Well, how should I know? She said he was kind of tough looking, and he talked like one of those New York gangsters on television. What are the police doing about it? Well, looking for him, I guess. They'll flub it. You'll see. Oh, it's late. I've got to run. Listen, thanks for the coffee. Spread the word around, will you, that I got a car for sale? Tell them I'll treat the buyer royally. Wine him and dine him. Well, that ought to be worth something. And the price is $500. Don't forget. I won't. Bye. Bye. Six months already. Oh, Led, darling. I feel so close to you here where it happened. As if a part of you still lingered, waiting for me to do something. Who double-crossed you? Why? Can't you give me a sign? A scarf. Here it is, Laird. It wasn't yours. Somebody left it in the car that night. Who was it, Laird? And the diamond. A handful of diamonds hidden so carefully. Oh, Led, I can't trade them for your life. But I promise you I'll trade them for your murderer. And darling, I'll find the answers. I promise you. Somebody. Somebody knows they're here. Maybe not today. Not tomorrow. But when someone thinks the coast is clear, he'll come along and offer me $500 for this 10-year-old car. Mrs. Pauling? Uh, this is me, Tony DeLuca. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, I got a buyer for your car. Huh? Hey, 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 you guys, you want to hold it a minute? Can't you see I'm on the phone here? Uh, yeah, now, now, just, uh, hold it a minute, Mr. Pauling. Yeah, don't get so excited. Yeah, well, he'd like to look at it. But there's only one thing. Uh, the most this old man will go for is a hundred. But if you want my advice, uh, Mrs. Pauling? Are you still there? Hung up. That's funny. Oh, hi there, ma'am. Hi. Fill it up, please, Tony. Okay, sure, ma'am. I was just uh, talking to Mrs. Pauling on the phone. Uh, had a buyer for a car. Oh, you did? Yeah, but not at her price. <sighs> she turned it down? Hung up on me. Boy, I tell you, they better find out who killed him pretty soon before she goes off the deep end. Mm. Police having any luck finding the guy Laird was talking to? What guy? Uh, you know, the, the gangster type. The one he was quarreling with in the tavern in Grosset the night he got killed. Oh, that. Well, not that I know of. I'll get the windshield. Thanks. Oh, he said you were a doll. That's uh, my pleasure, Em. I like working on a swell car like this. And you really fit it, too. Oh, come on, tell me. No, I mean it, like a movie star or something. <laughs> How much are you? Uh, well, oh, uh, 235 Okay, here you are. Even. Thanks. Um... Say, Em, uh, you just uh, get off work? Yeah. Well, look, uh, I'll be checking out in five minutes. Uh, what do you say maybe you and me could, uh, well, go have something to eat, or see a movie maybe? Uh, busy tonight, Tony. Or some other time? 
Well, maybe. It's Saturday night, there's a dance. Sorry. Hey, look. What have you been building up to all this time? I mean, you've been acting to me like... Like what? You know. I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong idea. Well, I don't like it. I mean, you've been leading me on, and I don't... quiet. The guys will hear you. You've been making with the pitch all this time. Look, don't make a bigger fool of yourself than you already have. No dame like you is going to call me a fool. You get your greasy hands off the door, I'm leaving. You think you're something, don't you? Driving around in a yellow convertible, that scarf trailing behind you? You don't kid me none. It was a laugh at Mrs. Poling's that day. You're such a good friend, she says, trying to be so helpful. <laughs> You were seeing Laird plenty before he died, and everyone but his wife knows it. You know, the trouble with this town, there's too many nosy gossips like you. You don't like the town? Well, then leave. Make the married woman happy. You can spread it around. I'm leaving for New York just as fast as I can. New York, sure, where the big spenders are. Like Laird, huh? Laird always had it to spend, didn't he? Don't go on, Tony. Close the door unless you want your arm ripped off. His wife can't even afford to keep the old car. Well, I know why you're buddy-buddy with Mrs. Poling. You got a guilty conscience. You didn't get a car like this selling lipsticks at Hamilton's. If you don't close that door, I'll... You got all the things Mrs. Poling ought to have got from Laird. And I ought to tell her. She... She wouldn't believe me. Yeah? Well, if I told her I saw you and Laird driving real slow and romantic long about dark out toward Moonlight Ridge that night he got killed, would she believe that, huh? You wouldn't. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, she's been heading up. But it's a laugh seeing you trying to make it up to her now, because it's too late for that. Let me go. Don't worry, I will. Oh, Emma, it's you. Well, you were expecting a plumber, maybe? No, I just... Come in. Hey, smile. I got good news. You wanted a buyer for the car? You got one. Who? Me. You? Well, yeah. Well, don't look so shocked. Here, in my purse, I got a check made out. $500? That's right. Why? Well, I want to buy it. Well, gee, I, I thought you'd be tickled silly. But you... It's for my kid brother. You know, Bud remembers Laird tearing around in it, or maybe it's because it's red and that jazzy upholstery. Flashy. Well, he likes that. Hey, remember? You were going to wine and dine the buyer. I could at least use some coffee. Oh, uh, yes. Coffee. Now you can relax. Forget about it. Cancel the ad in the paper. You've been following the ad? Oh, Why? No reason. Uh, here, here's a check. I, I I hope it starts a whole new life for you. Me too. Here, I'll get a cup. Oh, no, 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 no. Sit down. And it'll be ready in a minute. Oh, boy. Well, Bud be surprised. Ah, oh, he'll paint it up. He, you know, those stripes and... Uh, hey, uh, what, what you looking like that for? I have something to show you. Here. Hey, where'd you get that scarf? I had one like it. You had one like it? It's a man's. Bud's. I know. Yeah, well, it was. I borrowed it and never gave it back. Uh, I thought it was lost. Uh, where'd you find it? It's the best yet for holding down my hair in the car. 
Coffee tot. I thought it was gone for good. Here you are. Thanks. Aren't uh, aren't you going to join me? In a minute. Okay. Shoo! Strong. This leftover from last night. Hey, what's the matter, Lucy? You okay? Never felt better. I'll get myself a cup. M. How well did you know Laird? Oh, I don't know. Did you ever see him by yourself? Oh, now, look, if you if you heard anything, take it with a grain of salt, huh? No. I don't know why I'm so tired all of a sudden. Why did you do it, Em? Oh, look, a couple of times he saw me on the street and asked me to have a drink. You know Laird. Uh, maybe I didn't. No, I'm... I'm so sleepy. Well, this ought to pep me up. It's black as tar. You. You made him cheat. Steal. What went wrong, Em? You wanted all of it, was that it? Uh, Lucy, uh, we saw each other some, and and I'm sorry. I, I'd give anything now if I... If I... L- Lucy? Uh, help me, uh, I'm, I'm so dizzy. Nobody's going to help you. It's too late for that. Uh, the coffee. I kept waiting, thinking somebody would try to break into the garage. Somebody who knew those diamonds were in the car. Huh? Oh, but you were too smart for that, Em. Oh, yes. Uh, but then I figured out a way. Sell the car. Nobody would pay that price. Nobody but the one who knew the diamonds were there. No one but the murderer. Lucy, no. Lucy... I promised Laird I'd get even. I promised him. Em? Em? Laird, I kept my promise to you, but heaven only knows why. You stole for her. You wanted so much out of life. And you settled for her. Oh. Oh. Yes? Mrs. Poling? Yes. I see in the paper you got a car for sale. What? Yeah. It's just what I've been looking for. Of course, your price is a little steep. Oh, oh, not that oh, I'm no. just paying it. You see, I collect different car models. You don't see many of them kind around anymore. No. I'm right down here at DeLuca's. He says I'm wacky. But if you're going to be home, I'll be right over and he can tow it to where I'm staying. Oh, what have I done, Em? Em? Oh, I got the cash, Mrs. Poling. <laughs> Pretty good salesman, I'd say you were. $500 for a 10-year-old car. <gasps> Oh, God, what have I done? Theater 5 has presented The Ten-Year-Old Car, written by Marquita Fisher, directed by Ted Bell. 
In the cast, Laura Stewart, Diane Russo, Ed Zimmerman, and Owen Jordan. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlasotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production. That's our thriller for this week. You can find more from Theater 5 at relicradio.com alongside past episodes of Relic Radio Thrillers, all the other podcasts, and our shoutcast stream. Lots to listen to there, all made possible by your support. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. You make it all happen. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back next Friday with another episode of Relic Radio Thrillers. Thrillers.